This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. 9.05 a.m. on this Tuesday, 19th February. Good morning. I'm Julian Ng with Joyce Go and Sharitz Abdullah. And we are The Morning Run. And in about half an hour's time, we will have the BBC World Service, which will look into the pros and cons of taxing the rich to address inequality. Very interesting subject here. Very interesting. If you guys were very rich, are you willing to be taxed more, to give more money to the poor? You mean tax my experience? Uh, tax your money, your wallet. <laughs> In your bank account. <laughs> it's very difficult to, to imagine yeah, that because we're, t- we're not at that level. I, I so. take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't forget to cash that at 9.30. Should we tax the rich uh, to address inequality? And uh, just looking at the markets, uh, what happened yesterday, uh, the United States was closed, but the Asian markets had a pretty good day. Um, Xi Jinping said that China is willing to resolve disputes uh, with the US. Talks ended on Friday in uh, Beijing, but uh, the guys, are our friends, our trade negotiators are in Washington mm-hmm. now, and apparently it might look uh, quite good. Yeah, and, uh, Trump is suggesting that perhaps uh, this negotiation uh, could extend beyond uh, 1st of March, uh, through, uh, where the deadline for an agreement to be reached. So uh, again, we're looking at uh, uh, you and the market being discussing about this uh, beyond 1st of March. Okay, talking about friends, uh, we of course have a frenemy down south. Uh, Singapore announced their budget yesterday and uh, they went into a budget deficit of 0.4, uh, 0.7% of the GDP compared to an estimate of 0.4%. And I think this is unusual as well because Singapore has all this while been maintaining a budget surplus, but uh, this deficit is something uh, that we should look out for, which means that... Uh, um, they may offer some policy signals there, right? Uh, Perhaps trying to endear themselves uh, to the nation with the upcoming elections. Yeah, and this is also... uh you know, going along with this trend um, of uh, recognizing there is a growing aging population, the baby boomers uh, have reached at an age where they will require, you know, additional assistance, uh, in particular with regards to medical and so forth. Yeah, so looking at this, I think they also released that their fourth quarter 2018 exports suffered its biggest drop in over two years. This is in Singapore. And the government has cautioned, you know, of significant moderation for manufacturing this year. Okay, uh, let's uh, look into this call with um, Vasu Menon, who's a senior investment strategist from OCBC Bank Singapore. We asked him to weigh into uh, the uh, good market performance yesterday. Well, you know, it's hard to say, to be frank with you, you know, because a lot hinges on what Donald Trump says and does, and that can be, that on its own can be quite volatile. That's right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So Donald Trump himself is a source of volatility uh, for investors and their expectations. But, you know, you listen to what he said in the last few weeks, he says that a real deal cannot be cut unless there's serious structural reforms in China. Uh, He seems to be open to the idea of extending the deadline. Uh, news reports say 60 days. Uh, and now he says, you know, they had a very productive meeting uh, in Washington. So, you know, the signals are rather mixed. Uh, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, Donald Trump would like to see a deal. Uh, he has enough headaches of his own in the U.S., his own domestic political woes. Uh, he would want to see some form of resolution to the U.S.-China trade issues. I don't think we'll see a complete resolution. Uh, some of the low-hanging fruits, like, for example, uh, you know, China buying more soybean, agricultural products, perhaps opening its financial sector, things like this can probably be achieved quite easily. Uh, but in terms of intellectual property, accusations of, uh, you know, uh, technology theft, those issues are more structural, deep-seated 
it will take a while to resolve. So I think we will get a partial deal. Uh, my, my sense is that uh, because, you know, China wants it, the U.S. wants it. Uh, they will give way enough for something like this to happen. And that may be enough to satisfy the markets. But, you know, having said all this, uh, the markets have, had, have rallied quite significantly in the last uh, few weeks. And so some of the good news has been priced in, you know. Um, so even if there's a deal, uh, uh, you know, the, the upside uh, may not be as significant from, from the current levels uh, because a lot of the good news, I think, has been baked in to some extent. The Federal Reserve is set to publish minutes tomorrow from its recent meeting. And we saw that the Fed did a U-turn and became dovish in its latest statement. So we asked Vasu what to expect in the minutes. I mean, the Fed did a U-turn in January. Uh, it turned very dovish. Uh, you know, it indicated it would be patient as far as, you know, uh, increasing interest rates is concerned, that it will be flexible uh, and it will take a wait-and-see attitude. You know, this, this is what came out from the Fed uh, statement after the uh, January 30th meeting and as well as the press conference from Jerome Powell. Now, what the markets will want to see from the Fed minutes is whether that same dovishness came through in the discussions among the various Federal Reserve committee members uh, as they discussed about the world economy, the U.S. economy, what were the things that bothered them? Uh, now, if, if the minutes don't sound as dovish, then the markets might be slightly disappointed. But on the other hand, if the minutes sound as dovish as uh, Jerome Powell sounded at his press conference, then, you know, it uh, validates, uh, you know, the market's expectations about uh, the Fed making a U-turn. I think the other things uh, the market to look out for is what the Fed is thinking about, maybe in terms of the U.S.-China trade war, what are the global issues it's uh, worried about? Because it did highlight uh, concerns on the global economic front, um, you know, and things like that. I mean, the Fed's thinking about the economic outlook. Uh, and finally, I think the most important, a uh, very important element, not the most important, but a very important element is the Fed's management of its balance sheet. Uh, that's a source of it. That's been a huge source of liquidity for the markets, and the Fed is shrinking its balance sheet. Now, uh, where does the Fed think it's going to stop uh, that process of shrinking? Uh, it's not been clear so far. Uh, you've had verbatim from the Fed, but no numbers, uh, you know, no clear indications. Uh, you know, so I think the markets will look out for the minutes to see what the Fed says, perhaps in, in greater clear terms as to where it sees uh, the end process for the shrinkage uh, of its balance sheet, uh, because the balance sheet has been a source of liquidity, the financial system and for the markets. Vasu Menon there from OCBC Singapore talking to us about the direction of uh, the global markets. Coming up next, we'll talk about uh, taking a deeper dive into the Singapore budget. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.